Hello and welcome to The Better Business Show with me, Tom Idle. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up this week. There's this real sense that people are sick of being surrounded by crap and clutter and things with no meaning. And they're, they're trying to find answers and increasingly they're finding these answers. So what are these answers? And what are the questions? We're going to find out all of that with Tara Button, founder of the website Buy Me Once. Stay tuned. Yes, hello, welcome back. This is episode 12 of The Better Business Show. Uh, Very much appreciate your tuning in. Thanks for being there. We have a slightly shorter version of the show this week. We have no Vicky Knowles, uh, so no news updates this week. I'm sure she's away somewhere enjoying uh, her Easter holidays. Um, And yeah, apologies for being slightly late. Uh, later than normal in in going live this Monday. Uh, I've just got back from Costa Rica, so I'm running behind a bit and and trying to catch up on everything. Uh, So we're slightly behind. Uh, But I had a great time in Costa Rica. I was on an assignment there with the Rainforest Alliance who invited myself and a whole bunch of other journalists to find out what good uh, climate smart or so-called climate smart agriculture looks like. Uh, and the difference between sustainably certified farms and and ones that aren't sustainably certified. Uh, But yeah, fascinating trip, fascinating country. Uh, So we did a tour of the kind of banana, cocoa, coffee plantations of Costa Rica in the north and the south of the country, Uh, learning, you know, all there is to know about how farmers are preparing themselves for changing temperatures, erratic weather patterns, producing more with, with less, uh, so we'll be doing a special edition of this Better Business Show in the next few weeks, which uh, you know I hope to sort of draw on the lessons that I learned during the tour and and give you a real insight into into the challenges being faced by farmers right now, um, and how the retailers and consumers and all the the elements of the supply chain can really sort of help sh- support a shift towards more responsibly grown crops like coffee and cocoa. So so more of that in in the coming weeks. So this week, the focus is very much on built-to-last products. Now, you know, many of the world's economies are stagnating. I mean, growth is not what it was, but but we're still buying stuff like we've never done before. Uh, whether we're you know shunning the high street in favour of cheaper online sales, or we're choosing discount stores like Aldi and Lidl and all these other kind of emerging discount stores over traditional supermarkets. Um, we're going in search of bargains, but we're still we're still buying, and making it easier and fail-safe and attractive to buy things is something that preoccupies many tech startups right now. And the quicker companies can entice you to part with your cash for things you want or you need or just desire, the better for them. And you'll soon be able to buy things using Facebook Messenger. Did you know? And then you've got economies like. China and Brazil, uh, where a growing group of middle and upper income consumers are spending like there's no tomorrow because you know there's better average growth forecasts, there's improved access to finance and credit, and that's giving real confidence to people going out and buying things. But you know, in the face of resource constraints, climate change, an epidemic of overconsumption, which is making people obese, filling our oceans with plastic waste, the market is frankly stacked in the favour of things continuing as usual. And this concept of buying our way out of economic troubles, which came really during the kind of depression era 
1930s in the US. Uh, the trouble was those that could afford to buy things already had them. So this idea of encouraging people to buy things that they already had or they didn't know that they actually you know, necessarily needed was born right then and it's 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 really continued ever since um whether it's you know mobile phones you think about mobile phone sales most mobile phone sales particularly here in the uk are upgrades and they you know it's people buying a new phone really before there's a need to replace their old one but do we really need to buy so much stuff um we mentioned stephen howard in today's show and he was the, he's the chief sustainability office officer at ikea and most recently, he said that in the UK, we have reached peak stuff, is how he described it. And he says that the company, which aims to, aims to double sales by 2020, is going to help its customers uh, repair or recycle products and be a lot more environmentally friendly. So you think about what goes into making our products. Timber, plastic, coal, tin, aluminium cobalt, all these other minerals and metals and fossil fuels that are either mined or burned in the pursuit of putting goods on our shelves. They've got to come from somewhere. And that usually involves ripping up our planet, pumping more and more dangerous greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, rapidly filling up our landfill sites. But there's been a groundswell of environmentalism and more enlightened customers that have emerged in recent years that are really trying to support the reversing of current trends of consumption. And a number of companies have risen up either to highlight the problem or to shout louder about the built-to-last qualities of their products. And our guest this week is Tara Button, who runs a website called Buy Me Once, which offers up a host of examples of companies that possess similar qualities. And you see, Tara will only feature products, products on her site that are designed to stand the test of time. So whether it's Le Creuset or Dr. Martin's shoes or feel-good beds. Um, anyway, you, you'll get the story. I'll let Tara explain a bit more about what she's up to. Tara, thank you for joining us here on the Better Business Show. Delighted you could join us today. Um, BuyMeOnce.com is your, is your website, your business. Um, can you give us, a, in, a, sort of in a nutshell, what, what it is, what you're doing? Absolutely. So buymeonce.com is a website that you can go to and it kind of gathers together all these wonderful objects that are built to last. So at the moment, there are so many things out there that aren't built to last. Actually kind of finding those one-off objects that uh, the manufacturers are still really backing up. They're making them really well. They're kind of guaranteeing them for life. Finding those and bringing them um, together in one place so it makes it really easy for people to kind of do the right thing and, and buy something that is more durable. That's kind of our main focus. But as well as doing that, we're trying to challenge our throwaway society, challenge planned obsolescence, and also kind of trying to inspire um, you know, new designers and engineers to, to do better and, and to buck the trend of um, you know, planned obsolescence and make stuff that really lasts. Okay, okay. And hopefully you'll forgive my question, but... I wonder whether, you know, is this a serious business or is it more of a kind of a, a marketing ploy, you know, albeit a marketing ploy to kind of make a serious point about overconsumption and uh, and the way we, we buy things? Um, well, it, it, it's strange because it starts out just as, as an idea, you know, wouldn't it be great if, if people built, you know, built stuff that was built to last and, and if, if we 
moved consumption in that direction, then um, it, it would make an enormous impact on the environment. And I suppose it, it starts out as that kind of grain of an idea, and um, it, it's almost hard to know what it what it might turn into at the moment. Um, it's definitely going to turn into a a serious business. Um, I, I, I think I want it to be self-sustaining, and for it to be self-sustaining, then it, it has to be profitable. So we're we're moving in that direction, but it's it's such early days. We only launched you know about a month and a half ago, so I guess we'll see what it happens. But it's definitely not a kind of a marketing ploy. It was kind of set up with a kind of best environmental intentions and I said we're just going to kind of follow that idea and see how far it can take us yeah yeah and 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 what sort of products have you kind of catalogued on the site what what can what can users look at so we have eight categories at the moment and that includes things like kitchenware we've got um some clothing on there and also tools and um and toys for kids and yeah quite a few different things furniture and accessories so luggage and things like that so there's quite a, a, a wide range but okay. we're working really hard at the moment to um to up that because that's what people want people want more range there's been a massive clamor for um uh appliances for example so we're, sure. we're working hard on finding them Okay, so if there's listeners out there of the Better Business Show that are tuning in right now that have a product they'd love to get on your site, what, what's the criteria? What are you looking for? So we look very seriously at each product that's um, you know, given to us as, as, a, as a potential to go on the site. And we basically ask a series of questions which are, you know, is it made in a certain way that means it's more durable than its competitors? Is it sustainable um, in, in the way it's made? Um, is there something about the aftercare, perhaps, that um, kind of makes it stand out against its competitors? Is there some kind of lifetime warranty? Or the, the people that we really like are the no-quibble warranties so that if anything ever goes wrong with that product, that you can send it back to the manufacturers and they take responsibility for it. We also look very carefully into the reviews that the, the products get and we, we call up experts so for example when we were picking shoes we called loads of cobblers um, to ask them which shoes were the, the, the best ones for fixing and were made with the best leather etc so yeah we go into quite a lot of detail okay. and, and that's our criteria okay so but is there also a call for you know to include products that are kind of inherently longer lasting i'm thinking of things like sofas or beds which do do last a, a fairly long time or are you really focusing on products that are kind of comparatively you know they're performing better than than other products yeah i mean some some are, uh, products are definitely easier to find than others but what we're looking for is the best in show if that makes sense in terms mm. of durability that that kind of rosette of kind of this one's going to last the longest out of its competitors because we want to offer people a really wide range of uh, of things obviously when it comes to consume consumables like toothpaste for example we can't offer that but we're going to try our hardest to try and find it as wide range as possible right right and this this notion about you know kind of buying less buying better quality over quantity it's not a new concept we've you know we've seen it before we've seen it with companies like patagonia encouraging people kind of not to buy their products and to think differently about how they consume mm -hmm. things i you know i wonder we also had um ikea's um chief sustainability officer steve howard 
a few months back saying that we'd reached kind of peak stuff and this is you know a company that that prides itself on on selling cheap furniture that's not exactly built to last but I wonder uh, you've obviously had a a really good you know first month out there but do you think this this message about overconsumption is starting to kind of resonate with people? I think it definitely is and you can see it in the minimalist movement you can see it in um you know, Mary Kondo, the Japanese lady who's encouraging us all to tidy up, you can see that there's there's this real sense that people are sick of being surrounded by crap and clutter and um, and things with no meaning. And they're, they're trying to find answers and increasingly they're finding these answers because, um, you know, people like me and Mary Kondo and um, and Patagonia are, you know, sharing them with the world and it, it is really resonating. You know, the, the amount of emails that I, I get from people saying, thank you, thank you so much, this is really important, um, you know, just, just goes to show that I think the world is ready for a change. Mm. And there are people that are on the very extreme who have kind of made statements that they'll say, you know, I won't buy anything new. I think it was uh, Jen Gale, the, the the blogger and freelancer, who's kind mm-hmm. of who spent a whole year buying nothing new, didn't she? But I guess it's it's yeah. trying to pitch this in in that kind of middle ground of not on the extreme, but also appealing to those that that do like to buy new stuff, but actually encouraging them to to think slightly differently. I guess, isn't it? Yeah, but buy the right stuff and. and kind of look into what they're buying and I think you know, when you bring something into your life I think it's really easy, I think it's really important to um, realise that when you bring something into your life it also has the possibility of bringing stress into your life as well as pleasure so you know picking and creating what you bring into your life I think is really important and if you find something that you feel you want to be with you for, for decades to come then, then that's that's great but bringing in things that are just going to add to the clutter and stress of your life is is a kind of recipe for yeah disaster and kind of misery really yeah but i guess it's tough isn't it because so many of these the sort of sectors you think of something like like fashion or or kind of even like smartphone Mm. technology it's all about the latest having the latest the trends change of the seasons and it's it's a tough one to, to to crack isn't it it is, it is so tough and there's so much pressure. And, you know, as someone who's worked in advertising for 10 years, I, mean, I know that there are people who are sitting in rooms trying their hardest to figure out how they can get people to feel um, like the stuff that they have isn't good enough and that they have to change it, you know. Mm. I've been in those rooms and it, it's really not great. And I think that what we need is a kind of collective confidence boost where we feel that we, we're happy to kind of go with our own style. I and mean, when it comes to fashion, what I would really like to see is a kind of Marge Simpson approach to life. Like she's been wearing the same dress since 1989 <laughs> and no one's having a go at her and telling her she's dated. So what I think is, you know, find the dress, the color that, that, that goes with you, find, find the cut that suits your body and, you know, go with it, stick with it and be like, this is my style. And I don't care if it's 80s or 90s or, you know, 2040s, it's, it, it, this is me. And I think that if we were able to do that, then you'd immediately see this kind of obsessive updating drop off. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that, that is quite um, kind of stark, I guess, looking at, at your site and the products that are on sale there is that, you know, there, there is a fairly heavy cost attached to some of these products, isn't there? If you if you compare them with, you know, high street retail shopping, is that just par for the course, do you think? If you're going to buy to last, then then you might have to invest a bit more money. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It does tend to go that way because obviously things that are built with better materials and who, that are often handcrafted and really well made with lots of care and attention, there are costs involved with all of those things. So of course, they end up being more expensive. I guess what I want is I want this idea of buying things that are built to last to be, you know, democratic. I, I want it to be able to. Spread and what I'm hoping is that if if shoppers kind of show that they're really interested in buying things that are built to last, then more um, competition will move into that market and you'll get manufacturers, you know, fighting a, a bit in that arena. So you know, for example, manufacturers saying, "Oh, oh I've made a kettle that lasts for ten years. I've made one that lasts for twenty years." And, and as soon as you start getting that, then the prices will hopefully start come down to people because I think that's really important that it isn't just you know the the, the rich the super rich um, you know or the even the moderately wealthy who can afford this um, this type of, of spending because what happens is that you get people on lower incomes actually trapped into a cycle of poverty because they can only afford the things that perhaps aren't built so well. And so, for example, you know, you get a family buying a washing machine, they can only afford the cheapest one. That breaks in a year and a half, they have to buy it again, and they actually end up spending more over time than the person who was able to afford the, you know, the Miele washing machine in the first place. Mm. So I think that's a really sad state of expense, and I, I really want that to change. Yeah, exactly. And we we spoke to Tom Cridland, uh, the the sustainable fashion designer last week, mm. who obviously is selling T-shirts with thirty year guarantees. Uh, you know, similar to yourself, ideas close to your heart. You know, this is about investing in quality over quantity. But he, you know, he kind of makes the point that he won't ask people to buy over the odds for his products. Is there a kind of a, a responsibility for companies to really keep keep in mind and, and keep it in check? I guess the the kind of price points here. Yes, and I, I would really like more people like Tom to exist. I'm a massive fan of his. I met him last week. I think what he's doing is absolutely fantastic because, as well, you know, he could set his price points much higher, and I'm sure people would pay for them. But you know, he really believes in what he's doing. He believes that high-quality, long-lasting fashion should be available to, to the mainstream, and that's what he's managed to do. And that's certainly something that we will be campaigning um, through Buy Me Once to try and get more people to do, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not just doing, you're not just selling products, are you? You're, you're also kind of blogging and giving tips about how to kind of make do amend. Is that, that the kind of approach you're going for? Yes, absolutely. I think what's really important is that, you know, certainly in the past, people were aware that if, when they bought something, they had to take care of it. And that idea is, has dropped away in in what we have now which is this constant churn of new stuff that we don't actually take care of the things that we own and we're actually losing the skills of, of how to take care of the things that we own we we don't know how to mend our furniture sew on a button darn something or just put a patch on something so um the site has all of those tips now um on it 
say that we can start getting those skills back because it's such an important part of things. Because yeah. so often something is very fixable, it's very easy to mend, and it goes into landfill because people just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and 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 what sort of lifestyle do you lead, uh, Tara? Are, are you the sort to kind of make make and mend, and uh, have you always done that, or is it something that you, you've kind of uh, taken to do in recent years? Um, I've always been quite handy, so I quite enjoy mending things. But certainly in the past, I was kind of of, and I think lots of people are like this. When I ever I had any spare money, I kind of assumed that it was there to spend that I should spend it immediately and I should find things I should go out there and find things to spend my money on and and now I'm very much more conscious about how I spend my money if I've got extra money in the bank I don't go running off shopping I kind of think well what do I need do I actually need anything so I find that I go shopping much less often now and I only kind of replace things as and when they really um um, wear out. I have a pair of jeans that I've had mended, I think, about seven or eight times now, and I think they really are coming to the end of their lives when I'm desperately trying to hold on to them. <laughs> but they keep ripping every time I wear them, so I think the fabric's just got so thin on them that I, I'm going to have to give it up. But, uh, you know, it's with great regret. <laughs> yeah, you desperately don't want to do that. Where, where did the, I mean, you said you said at the outset that the kind of, the, the website started as a sort of German of an idea and it's it's turned into this business. But where did that kind of idea come from? What was it that sparked? Well, the idea came from, I was working in advertising and one of my brands that I was working on was the Cruze, which is a cast iron pot makers. And they are kind of heirloom products. And, I mean, they're amazing. If, if you ever hold one, you can kind of feel its, you know, solidity. And it, it feels like the kind of thing you're going to pass down to your grandchildren. And, in fact, I've inherited some of my grandmother. And um, I remember being bought at a cruise by my sister. And having it in my hand, I, I just felt like, oh, if only everything I had was like this. My life would be so much simpler. You know, every, everything that I owned would be something that I would own forever. I wouldn't see this constant churn of stuff. And I would feel really happy that the thing that I had in my life was kind of meaningful and beautiful and something, you know, that I wanted to hold on to. So I went looking for a site that brought together all these products that were built to last. And this was back in kind of 2012, 2013. I didn't really find anything. And so I registered the site name back in March 2013. Um, and I tried really hard to ignore the idea for a really long time because I knew it was going to be really difficult and really um, time-consuming. And I had so much <laughs> else on my plate. Uh, but then I found that the idea kind of nagged at me in this, in, in this incredibly powerful and very annoying way whenever I read anything about the environment whenever I read anything about a serious society or saw anything on TV I'd literally get a kind of gut punch uh, from this idea saying kind of you have this idea why aren't you doing anything about it you selfish selfish person <laughs> you know and, um, and to, to the end where I actually couldn't bear it anymore and, um, and decided that I just had to go for it so you, so you've now you've now quit your job at the at the uh, the advertising agency, and and now you're you have, doing this yeah. and you're doing this full time. What, what's what's been the sort of toughest thing about running this this site and this business so far? 
gosh, there's been lots of tough things. I think um, one of them is I had no idea how to build a website and I'm not tech savvy really. I mean, I know how to use various computer programs, but I, I didn't know how to build a website. And I, I spent hours kind of crying down to internet chat forum people <laughs> trying to figure out how to just how to get you know get the button I wanted to be the right color on in the right place on my page and and that kind of thing. It really was the nitty gritty of things. It's such a learning curve. It was like a learning brick wall that I kind of bashed myself against. Um, and then apart from that, I'm not a very organized person. And that was hard because I think if you run a business, you have to be able to you have to be able to kind of strategize and prioritize. And my brain kind of gravitates to whatever is most new and shiny in front of it. And to having that self-discipline um, has been one of the hardest things. But it's something that I've got better at over the last few months. So um, I'm very grateful to this kind of business idea in a way because it's kind of made me grow up in, in, in a strange way <laughs> and is it something you always wanted to do kind of create your own own business and, and and do something for yourself like this i've always been quite entrepreneurial i've always had lots of ideas on the go i love new ideas i love hearing about startups and um i think i think yeah i i, I I'm kind of more drawn to kind of having good ideas and anything else. So whether that was going to be writing a book or or writing a film or or having a business idea, um, it, it's the kind of the idea generation that really excites me. Mm, sure. And so it, obviously, you know, getting organised this year is is a priority. But also mm-hmm. uh, building up the kind of catalogue of products, I guess, is a, is another priority. But where where do you want to get to yeah. by the end of the year? So by the end of the year, um, well, I think we're, well, we're having to rebuild our whole website at the moment because we got too big for Squarespace. Oh, no. <laughs> so no. I know. <laughs> so getting the new website up and running is going to be um, obviously number one. I want, by the end of the year, I want people to be coming to the website and thinking, you know what, this is, there's an amazing amount of choice now and actually I could do a lot of my shopping on this site mm. now. I think if people are feeling that, then then I'll be really pleased. And I think I would like to get a couple of our challenges up and underwear. I'd really like some people to be making things with us in mind because, you know, I have the platform. I've got the audience and the, and the viewers. I know that there's a massive appetite for things that are built to last. So, Having um, having makers and manufacturers come up with stuff that I can sell on the site, I think would be would be really great. And just seeing some change in the way um, consumers start acting, I think um, I'd be amazingly happy with that. Yeah, great. Well, Tara, I love it. I love the site. I think you know what you're doing is is really <laughs> smart and getting people to think differently about consumption patterns and how they buy and how they shop and uh, and it's a great looking site it's a shame that you're having to re- re- rebuild it as we speak but i guess it's testament to yeah it's testament to the success you've had so far which is which is fantastic so we wish you all the very best with it and thanks very much for uh, taking the time to come and speak to us my pleasure tara button there founder of buy me once And if you have got something you'd like Tara to help you sell, just head over to buymeonce.com 
and get in touch with her. I'm sure she'd love to to hear from you. Uh, anyway, that's it for for another week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Better Business Show. Please don't forget to spread the word about the show and subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud if you haven't already done so. Really appreciate that. Uh, all the show notes from today are online at betterbusiness.show. So head over there for those. Uh, but we'll be back again next Monday. So until then, goodbye. <laughs>